Welcome to your weekly astrological weather. This is your place to get practical guidance for not only surviving, but thriving with the cosmic tides. Hello, everybody, and welcome to your weekly astrological weather. So, so grateful to be here with you. So grateful to be here with Cameron Allen, who is an amazing herbalist and evolutionary astrologer, a former football player turned astrologer. He has an incredible story, and we just love any opportunity that we have to be here with Cameron to experience his very embodied astrology. He is really, really amazing at helping us get practices and tools so that we can feel the astrology in our bodies. And then the more that we do that, the more that you get to do that, the more you get to make the astrology your own. So, so grateful for you, Cameron, for being here. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me again. It's always a pleasure and yeah, always so thankful to be here. I know I say every time and it's true. And every time, yeah, every time the, like it starts, I can like feel the whole community come in. And I'm always really thankful for that because I speak at a lot of different places now and I don't always feel that. So yeah, appreciate you. Well, I know I, I always feel very proud of this community and just the way that everyone shows up and how kind and generous that you all are to the astrologers who come on this platform and share their hearts and share their perspective. So thank you for always um, just receiving them so beautifully. And I hear that over and over. They love coming here because they love you. They love the way that you just that we all share this love of astrology and we come here and get to learn and be together. So thank you everybody for that. Okay. Um, I'm going to read one quick review from one of you out there. Thank you so much for turning in your reviews. We love them. This one's from astrology freak. <laughs> love his name. Um, and it's about star signs, which is Jamie's show, which happens every week. It's a real awesome horoscope breakdown by sign. So those of you who like personal input by sign every week. That's what star signs weekly is all about. And as astrology freak says, I love all the shows, but I have to say star signs and knowing my top three focuses each week is amazing, clear and super easy to work with. So again, another great way for those of you who just love like the quick snapshots, another great way for you to get them. Okay. Cameron, with all that said, let's dive into to next week, this week, and let us know um, what you think the theme is for the week, why you're saying that, and then let's talk about the, the big um, major transit. For this week, it's a, like a really special occasion. I call it entering into the void for this week. And the reason why I call it entering into the void is because there's a special uh, definition of what's called the void, of course, moon. And a lot of times in modern time, there's a definition that represents uh, when uh, when the moon is not going to make another aspect with another planet before it goes into the next sign. And it's in this prolonged, it's like literally two days. So it's, yeah, it's like two days and some change is what I would say. Yeah. So wow. It's, yeah, it's, it's a pretty long one. It starts on October the 5th and it doesn't end until October the 7th. And so it, it starts on around like 6 p.m. CST. So everybody, you're going to have to convert that for yourself. 
But so 6 p.m. CST on the 5th, and then it goes all the way till October 7th around 10 p.m. So when we think about like wandering and things being void, you know, it's like that's a long time for things to be void, especially if somebody's used to thinking that the void of course moon is like five hours sometimes. Mm. And like, you know, when that happens, people are like, oh, no wonder I felt like I didn't want to work or I just wanted to like, you know, it's like, well, just imagine that happening for days at a time. So the definition of void in and of itself means like to clear or to drain, to abandon. It means that something's unoccupied and it means that there's some type of unfilled space. And so the first thing that I have looked at, you know, and then what I'm inviting everybody into is how does it feel to be one in a space where you need to have directive, but you feel like you're drained or you feel like you're just kind of in an unoccupied space. What does that feel like? Because the first thing that might come up for people is judgment or like, like I just make yourself push through it. And those might be things that are necessary for you. But with the awareness that this is happening, you can maybe like ease into it, even flow better with it. Mm. Also, since the moon isn't going to be making a connection to another planetary body, you know, the moon is um, it's empty in and of itself, in a sense, right? It's very receptive. So it, it gets nourishment. It gets light from other things. So also thinking about like, depending on the experience you have is like, how are you resourcing yourself when you're not receiving light from some external environment or like some, from some external thing, period, what does that feel like to just be the moon with no light? Can you have the internal resources for yourself to figure things out? to flow on your own and potentially to even like the void, we say void to drain yourself of what you think you should be doing to clear yourself of all expectations and allow yourself to just actually feel Mm. what would that be like to just allow that to happen? Everybody doesn't necessarily have that, that privilege, right? But just to feel into it and experience it is like an important thing to do. So that would be the first thing that I'm thinking about, you know, because it's like, where do you get your nourishment from and how can you create that as an internal resource? And that could just be an exercise for yourself um, in, in observing the, the void of course moon. So the things that I did, cause I, this is the third time I'm going to be able to observe this. The first two times, the first thing that I did was do a meditation and I allowed myself to empty as much as possible. And after that meditation, the first thing I did was just go out into nature And I began to just observe the patterns of change happening in life outside of myself, you know, because it's like I wasn't getting resource from something externally. So I was like, let me resource myself. How do I feel? And so I went out in nature and I just walked around and I literally just wandered in a new park that I'd never been to. And so by enacting that, I was experiencing it directly and not going to lie, I almost like turned in an article late that I had due, you know, cause I actually started wandering a bit much. So don't do that. Like I did, you know, but like allow yourself to feel it in whatever way that you can. And so that's the first, that's the first thing that I would invite people to do. Also something to be mindful of with the void course moon, since the moon is not applying to anything else. There's no planet giving it light. There's no planet giving it the juice. Know that if you're trying to start something new that you desire to materialize, This is not necessarily the best time to do that. I tend to stay away from ideas like that. However, in any culture, in any moon magic, you know, when we think of things, 
the moon is the thing that draws it into this sphere of influence, into the physical reality, right? It's like the sublunar sphere is what it's called. And so anything that's going on in the heavens, the planets give the moon light and the moon is called drawing down the moon. So whatever energy is, let's say it's the sun and then it hits the moon and we could bring down the sun energy from the moon. But if the moon is just out here in these streets, then it's like, what are we really able to draw down? You know, usually I have found it's actually nothing. Mm -hmm. And so what I was doing is not drawing down anything. I was allowing the emptiness to show me like, what am I? Who am I? Also, what can I clear out? And also thinking about it from the perspective of why am I always and forever trying to materialize things when I'm sometimes I'm too full anyway. And allowing that to just drain out. And so I wouldn't advise any like particular magic rituals or anything like that, unless it was something having to do with literally wandering or literally draining yourself out or emptying from the things that have come from before. And also something to consider with this void of course moon is that the last aspect that it makes before it like it moves into the uh, void of course moon is with Mars. And so since it's with Mars, it's like, what battles are we going through right now, especially battles in the mind, since Mars is in Gemini? And it's really interesting because the next aspect that the moon will make in the next few, in the few days after it is also with Mars. So really giving yourself some space and time to really see, like, can you empty out the battle that you're having with your mind so that you can move forward after the void of course moon? So those are some of the things that I was feeling into. Also, I was like, I had like a journal prompt that I gave myself at the end of the last Void of Course Moon. And the journal prompt was just, how do I resource myself when I'm feeling a sense of loneliness and emptiness? Hmm. Do I know how to empty myself if left to tend to my own light during times of darkness? Yeah. It's and a so really interesting exploration, Cameron. Yeah, it's it's been fun, even though I've only had two opportunities. It's been like fun and it's felt good and like to like create an orientation towards it where we can like think about like the material manifestations of things in the reality and how yeah, it's always a practice of this is what the astrology is. This is how it might manifest in the world or we might not want to try to materialize things, but we still always have agency. Through relationship with the planets and understanding of self through the understanding of the larger scope of things. Yeah. Well, and and I think it's interesting to spend some time exploring your reaction or response to the different Mm -hmm. types of energies. So Mm -hmm. if like, this is basically what you're encouraging us to do. If a void, of course, moon, and especially a prolonged time period where we're having one, it, it sort of reduces our motivation level to get things done. We're not as able to pull things in. There isn't as much reflection from other people. There's not as much like energy available to us to produce and to get things done. What does that bring up? You know, I know for myself when, when there's periods like this, I have this fear, the energy will never come back. It's like, what if I'm never motivated again? What if I never feel like doing anything again? It's like this very illogical fear that comes in that makes it like, well, you know, now you're, you're never going to get anything done. The other thing that definitely comes out in is this cultural judgment that if I'm not producing something that I don't have value, 
And if I don't have value, then there's this whole existential thing that happens. I think that's also a really interesting exploration. It's like, well, where does my value as a human actually come from? Does it come from how much I produce, how busy I am, how many things I can get done? Or does it come from the fact that I'm alive and that there is life coursing through me and I have something to even just the experience of being like, does the, does the experience of being have any value? Yeah. You know, so I, I can see how this would be very fruitful. I love that you've given us journal prompts and it seems like this is the overarching, like the biggest thing you're highlighting about the week. I would say also just being mindful that right before that the, the moon goes void, of course, um, it, it gets kind of like, it gets stuck in between the two malefic planets, you know, it gets stuck between Saturn because it, it moves past Saturn. And so it just leaves Saturn and then it's getting squished in on by Mars. And so also given the opportunity to think of the planet specifically from a perspective of them actually being malefic, you know, it's like we don't necessarily want to use that orientation all the time, but I'm inviting people to explore that, right? Like, what does it feel like to be pressed in on by two planets that have extreme intense energy? And so since it's, it's called besieged, that's what they call it, to be besieged. And so when the moon is besieged, it's like, how can I feel these two extreme external forces pressing down on me? And how do I go through a challenge and then move away from it and let it go? Mm. So we bring back in that void, of course, again. I mm. just had this challenging experience. And how do I empty that out? How do I drain myself of this, this, this feeling of extreme challenges in my external environment? And how does my emotional identity, moon, experience that? Does it wander or does it even, not even saying wander actually, does it feel confused and does it feel lost and does it feel like, oh my gosh, woe is me. These extreme external forces are pressing down on me. Or can you allow yourself to empty that out and move away from it so that when it gets, when the moon gets back to Mars again, you can actually face the challenge. Cameron, I can also see why exploring this idea in your body for yourself, how you experience quote unquote malefic planets. I know a lot of us have like an intrinsic, Ooh, malefic. That's bad. I don't want that. But what if malefic besiegement, it's so dramatic. What if it actually elicits the best in you? What if it like, like helps you totally up level and like meet a whole new growing edge? what if it pulls out of you something you didn't even know you had? So I, 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 again, there's so much wisdom in the way that you practice astrology, Cameron, because it's, it enables us to take it out of the textbook and really just chart and be like hyper aware of our own responses to these planetary energies. And then even, okay, let's pretend you have, you get besieged by the malefics and it, it's really uncomfortable what you just invited us to do is take that, like, what, what do we do after the discomfort? How, how long does that stay with us? How quickly can we like integrate it? And maybe not even quickly, like why would it have to be quick, but how do we integrate it? How do we like let it fortify us and how do we move on from it? And, and I think these are, these are very valuable explorations, no matter what week, we're doing with the astrology, but it sounds like this week we have a lot of opportunity to go deep into this level of ex- exploration. Yeah. And the best part about the exploration of 
the planetary relationship and the relationship with life itself is that when you explore it, instead of like feeling like, oh, it's happening to me, then you allow yourself to actually figure things out. So even if somebody experiences this challenge, right, this besiegement or malefic or whatever, you can even throw those words out, but it's just the idea of it to be able to feel into it and know it's coming. It's like, in what way am I allowing life to happen in a way in which I'm learning from it all? Because even if you don't just let it go and you don't move on, this is also helpful information from the perspective of exploration. Yeah. But from the perspective of shoulds and shouldn'ts, and this is going to happen, this isn't going to happen, you're just going to feel, ah, crushed in on. Yeah, it's the challenge of doing like any sort of predictive astrology. You know, it's like the way I always think about it is it's the weather report. It's the surf report. You know, if you're a surfer, you want to know what the waves are because you need to bring the right board and you need to know if it's even the right day to go surfing and which beach, which beach to go to, you know, it's, it's the same. And it can be the kind of thing where we start bracing ourselves against this horrible thing that's going to come and, you know, and then we start to get fearful and, and obsessive. And then there's a lot of other ways. I mean, I know people who are obsessed with the weather report, the actual weather, you know, it's like checking the weather like a hundred times a day. It's like, well, does it really matter at the end of the day? Like, yes, we need to know high level what's happening, but do we need to like, you know, let it rule our lives. But what you're talking about is allowing the weather to help us enter into deeper relationship with the cosmic energies so that we have a deeper awareness of ourselves. Like this is where we get to, to get to know ourselves even better. And this is the, this is the gift to me of, you know, astrology is like get to know yourself with so much intimacy and love those aspects of yourself, no matter if they're, you know, what people like or don't like, or what society likes or doesn't like it's, to, to love those aspects of yourself. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And even I was thinking about like using these, all these words in particular, besiegement and malefic and hoo-ha, whatever, you know, it's like in, in, in since I was going to use those words and I know that sometimes people get a little activated by that. I also am going to like share a link or like an invitation to um, a, a yoga nidra practice from someone and we'll put it in, in the, in the comments below, or I'll come in and put it in the comments below, or we'll put it in the description so that people also can have that as a remedy or a, a tool of alleviation to navigate and explore that as well. Hmm. Perfect. Thank you. Okay, Cameron. So we have our overarching theme for the week. What would, if we went through the days of the week, are there little snippets or highlights from each day that we should be aware of? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So on October the 3rd, we have the moon in Capricorn. And while the moon is in Capricorn on this day, it's actually going to be in, it's going to hit all of the outer planets. So just being mindful of things coming up in your psyche that maybe are things that are more unconscious, that are just coming up and you start to feel them a good amount, right? Because the moon's going to be in a trine with Uranus, and then the moon's going to be in a sextile with Neptune. And then the moon's going to hit Pluto. And so, like I said, in the last, in the last weekly forecast, we were talking about like those outer plants being Titanic forces, but the, the Titanic forces that are within us are really our unconscious processes. And so being able to feel into that also with the, with the moon, with the moon being in Capricorn, 
I would invite people on a more like just health bodily level to focus more on like oils. So whether that's oils, like just uh, taking some oil and applying it to your ears or just giving yourself a massage with oils or taking, taking like omega oils, maybe eating more fish or having like some ghee with your food. And so all those things, just making sure you lubricate yourself because Capricorn is dry. And so just on a simple, actual, factual, practical level, it's a great way to, to work with the moon and Capricorn in general. So that's what I would say about October the 3rd. Also, there's an aspect going on from a medical astrology perspective that's called the in conjunction that will happen at like midday, maybe around like three o'clock. So the moon will be in conjunct Mars and the in conjunction in medical astrology is an aspect that's, well, it's actually an aspect of a non-aspect. It's like a blind spot where you can't see something. And so it's, it's important in medical astrology to be mindful of that because issues tend to happen medically when that comes up. So just be mindful of it and then see if something throughout the day maybe makes you feel a little blindsided based off of your emotional attachment to what you think the structure of reality is and potentially someone else having a differing opinion from you. So October the 4th, the moon, the moon moves into Aquarius. And in the morning, it has a sextile with Jupiter. And since the moon has a sextile with Jupiter, the thing that I'm inviting is to think back to this last new moon that we just had, because that new moon was across from Jupiter. And what was your relationship or what was your life like then? And how have you made your way to a more harmonious relationship with Jupiter and like how you're trying to move forward with things and what obstacles you need to remove from whatever began during the new moon in Libra? Oh, midday, by midday, the moon in Aquarius is going to be in a trine with Venus, and then it's going to end up being in a trine with the sun in Libra. And so just feeling into that energy of like, also that, you know, so the new moon was just in Libra. And so has there been some type of extreme experiences that you've had that you need to balance? And if there has been some extreme situations, since the moon is Aquarius, the invitation is to take a step back, be non-attached, so you can see things from a higher perspective and move forward. And if you're not able to take a step back and witness what's occurring, then it's probably because you're coming from a place in yourself that has to do with your own subtle mental trauma or just like things that make you feel fragmented from yourself. Like you can't be fully here. You can't be fully present. You're not sharing your unique expression. And so being really mindful around that. On October the 5th, that's when the void of course moon comes around like six o'clock. But that day specifically, I called it um, warrior or warrior Wednesday, right? It's like, are you a warrior or are you a warrior? You know, and just even if you are a warrior, can you become a warrior? You know, and just like really combating your, your the need to like be in like, oh my gosh, what's happening here kind of state of being. And again, like I was saying, there's going to be that thing I call the besiegement. You know, it's only happening for five hours in that day. So even though it sounds like some big bad thing, it's five hours. So it's like, what's really going to happen there? Who knows what's going to happen there? But you know, it's like only a few hours. So just being mindful that that's coming on October the 5th. And that's the start of the wandering. That's the start of the clearing. That's the start. Also be mindful if you feel drained to give yourself more rest and to observe how you are or how you aren't judging yourself or critiquing yourself. And like Amanda said, talking about feeling into like 
the value that you do or don't have based off of your beliefs and the experiences that you've had in your life. So that's what's going on on the fifth. So while the moon is Aquarius, I'm going to invite everyone to do a really, really simple exercise, simple practice. I might have said this before, but I'm going to say it again and you'll hear it again and you'll hear it again because it's so simple and it's so helpful. What I want you to do at least three times throughout the day while the moon is in Aquarius is point your toes and like feel into your calves, like make make your calf muscle actually activate. Like point your toe, point your toe, point your toe, make the calf activate, let it go, flex your foot, flex your foot, flex your foot, and then let it go. And just do that and explore that. That How's that feel? Are your calves tight? Are they not tight? Do you start getting a little Charlie horse? Do you need to rub it out a little bit? You know, what is your relationship to your calf muscles? Because Aquarius rules that area of the body. So just getting in relationship with it. And even if you want to just put oils on it and just massage it in general, just build your relationship with it. The moon is going to be there. So it's about nourishment. And since Saturn is there, it's going to be about tension. And since Mars is there or Mars is in relationship with it, it might also bring in a sense of um, inflammation or just like stress that goes towards the calf muscle region. So that was the fifth. And so on the sixth, the moon goes into Pisces. And on this day, we're going to have another one of what we call these inconjunctions from a medical astrology perspective. And this one to me has even more importance because it's going to be in an inconjunction. Moon, the moon is going to be in an inconjunction with Venus. And Venus is in Libra. And Libra has a rulership over the kidneys. And Pisces has a rulership over the waters of the body in general and the lymphatic system. And so these two things have some type of resonance. They have to do with the processing of, of water metabolism in the body. So just being mindful if, yeah, how much water intake you have. Maybe if you have edema, you might notice that the edema kind of swells up a little extra there that day. So just being mindful of those things, right? Like the moon isn't making a connection with Venus. It's, it's blind. It's in a blind spot relationship with Venus. So if your lymphatic system and your kidneys aren't working together and they can't see each other, that's going to create an accumulation of dampness and moisture in the body that also can look like your emotions not being able to be processed since we're talking about water metabolism. That's physiologically, but we're also talking psychologically, emotionally. And so being mindful too, that whole day, the moon is going to be void. Um, and at nighttime, I noted that even though this is, is still, this doesn't, this doesn't exit out the fact that the moon is going to be void, but the moon is going to be conjunct um, Juno, the asteroid Juno, like really late at night. So being mindful, if you want to use that time, if you want to put it in your calendar now to recommit yourself to whatever the wandering you were, you were going to explore, recommit yourself around like 10, nine o'clock or be asleep at 10, but you know, maybe around like nine o'clock or something like that, just like recommit yourself, right? Cause Juno is the asteroid that represents some type of commitment on the seventh, the moon continues to move through Pisces. And so really feeling into that yoga nidra that I'm going to post later on, that would be like a really good time to do it. I mean, the day before would be great too, or every single day that it's there, but that's going to be a really good day because the moon's going to be going through Pisces. Also that day, Pluto and Capricorn is going to be in a trine with Mercury and Virgo. So an easy, like an easy flow of energy from the mind that moves often in some deeper sense of empowerment or disempowerment. So being mindful in the context of this void, of course, and then the mind is going to be interacting with this 
powerful experience of power or powerlessness or some type of power dynamic potentially. So it can show like, oh my gosh, so much is going on. I want to reorganize everything, Mercury and Virgo. And I don't feel like I have control over the reality, Pluto and Capricorn. But if you can allow yourself to move away from that, you can empower yourself by just taking one simple step at a time and starting with a deep breath. And maybe starting with putting your hand on your stomach and just taking a deep breath, right? Because Mercury and Virgo in general can excite the digestive tract in general. So being mindful of that. Also, the moon's going to make a connection with Neptune. Again, still void, of course, but we want to be mindful when the moon gets to Neptune. That can create this sense of nebulous kind of feeling. Also, with this void, of course, moon, when the moon gets close to Neptune, me personally, I'm going to do a transcendental meditation practice. So I don't know if you have that as a practice, but there's so many things on YouTube you can go find. And so the moon coming, being empty and it can clear and it can drain and then go into Neptune. Neptune has this quality of draining as well. You know, they, a lot of times people say Neptune can bring energy of things leaking. And we say that as if it's inherently a bad thing. But if I have a bunch of accumulation of things, maybe I want them to finally leak out. So we have this energy of things being drained away. And now I have an opportunity to leak out what doesn't need to be here as the moon, as me, as Cameron, who I think I am. What is my identity? Can I let that go? Can I let the tsunami of collective consciousness not necessarily sweep me up because it's kind of crazy out here in these streets, but to just empty myself and allow myself to absorb back into the supreme consciousness of the oneness or source in and of itself. So that night around 10 p.m. CST is when the void of void, of course, moon discontinues. And then the next day on the 8th is when Pluto goes direct. So this is also something to be mindful of. I'm doing all this emptying. I'm letting go. I'm confronting my identity and how I feel like I need to have this sense of control and structure and blah, 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 blah. But actually, I'm needing to let go. And now then Pluto is going to move forward. And so Pluto and Capricorn has been all about the structure of your reality and if you feel empowered or disempowered in it and how have you been creating your own reality based off of how you define reality. So it's a beautiful thing to empty out and then change your relationship and move forward with how you're feeling empowered and how you structure your consciousness and reality itself based off how you define it. The moon also will be uh, in relationship with uh, the Jupiter retrograde in Aries. So just also just like, again, how am I removing obstacles so that I can move forward instinctually? Even though it's retrograde, you know, it might feel like a little, um, a slower process, but slow doesn't mean not to go. So be mindful of that. And then on October 9th, we have a full moon in Aries conjunct Chiron. And so just being mindful of the moon, the full moon and with Chiron, it's like this can create a sense of strong sense of energetic sensitivity. And Chiron has a lot to do with the experience of rejection and feeling rejectable and also has a, a, a sense of I know how it feels to be rejected. So I'm energetically sensitive to other people and how to be of service to them when they feel hurt when they feel wounded, when they feel rejected or rejectable. So just being mindful of that being in connection with the full moon on, on that day. And also Venus is going to be opposite that Chiron. So be really, really, really mindful 
if something does come up in your relationships around that feeling rejectable and knowing that your story isn't necessarily the truth and also being able to be energetically sensitive enough to go back and see where did this wound happen to begin with in your relationships to life itself in your relationship with other people yes but in your relationship to life itself which i mean could literally be pretty verbal so it might be a little difficult thing but you know be mindful of that also since it's a full moon in aries it can illuminate something that's going on with your adrenal glands or show you where you have an adrenal response that's making you feel like you're in a flight or flight state and this could be directly connected to this energetic sensitivity that we're talking about so there's this one practice that I want to invite everybody into in this moment. And it's specifically based off of trying to calm down the primal brain, right? It's working on the vagus nerve, but all you do is you, you go into this called Venus lock, but you put your hands like this and then you put it behind your head. And then you simply with your eyes only, not with your head, don't adjust your head at all. You just look to the right. And you just begin to breathe deeply. And even if you're into energy work or using what I like to call imaginal medicine, imagine a healing color, a calming color coming out of your head. I mean, your hands into your occipital lobe, the back of your head, close to the prime, the primal brain. And you stay in this position, you take deep breaths until you yawn or you find a sense of feeling like sleepy or really, really comfortable. And then once you hit that point where you yawn, you bring your eyes back forward. And then you do the same thing, but you use your eyes only again and just look to the left. Again, until you yawn or feel a sense of relaxation or release. And then you come back with your eyes to the middle again. And you can just repeat this process. Really, it can be like um, until you yawn or like a minute, like 30 seconds to a minute. It's a really nice practice. It's really relaxing. And so just like really working on like allowing that vagus nerve to calm down and feel a little settled there. Fantastic. I don't know about all of you. Did you do the exercise? I was so uncomfortable at first. Like I couldn't wait to put my eyes back forward. It was just like, ah, but then I could feel, I could feel the calm that came in mm-hmm. over time. That was really fascinating. I've never done that. It's so simple. Hands behind my head. Look yeah. right. Look left. It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I love that practice. Thank you for that. Okay. So going back through the week, then just a quick summary, we have this theme of into the void entering into the void. And this is most pronounced October 5th through the 7th. And we can be exploring these ideas of what does entering into nothingness feel like? What, how does that feel to us? Uh, This is a great opportunity to clear, um, to to see how you respond to unfilled space. Like, Mm -hmm. are you frantically trying to fill it with things or can you just be with unfilled space? How does it feel to be drained or unoccupied? Um, do you have a lot of judgment around that? And if you have to push through, how does that feel? Like, how does that feel to you to have to push through a time where you actually don't have energy and just witness all of this without judgment or witness your judgment (laughs) either way. 
it's good. And how do you handle not having external sources of light? How do you source your own light? Where do you get your nourishment from? You said this is a great time to do meditation, to allow the emptiness, to go wander in a new park and go wander somewhere different. It's not the best time necessarily to, to materialize something. It instead, allow the emptiness to show you something. I love that distinction. That's very nuanced. And what battles of the mind are you going through during this time period? And um, I love this question. How do I resource myself when I feel loneliness? All right. So then just walking through the days real briefly, we have October 3rd. This is where unconscious forces may come to the surface. And this is a great day to focus on oils, lubricate yourself, lubricate your skin, drink a lot of water, do um, other oils and, and things like that that can help us lubricate. October 4th. This is uh, an opportunity to reflect on what obstacles that you've faced since the new moon in Libra. Uh, Where are you not sharing your unique expression? And again, can you have non-attachment and just witness these things, but become aware of them? October 5th. I love this. It's warrior or warrior Wednesday. So we should just make that like every Wednesday. I think it's so fun. Um, So this is the beginning of the wandering. And this is an opportunity to rest, clear, see our judgment. And a practice you gave us is to point our toes and feel our calves. So point and flex, point and flex, and just feel where there's tension or non-tension. And that's a good practice for that day. On October 6th, uh, moon in Pisces in conjunct Venus. This is another day to be mindful of water intake and fluid. October 7th. We have uh, moon into Pisces instead of trying again, trying to materialize. This is a one step at a time kind of day and a great opportunity to take deep breaths, put your hand on your belly. What can you allow to leak out of your life? What is ready to be leaked out of your life? Uh, That night is the void, of course, being complete. So we're done with that time period on the eighth. It's, this is Pluto direct. So, uh, again, emptying out, what have you emptied out during this Pluto retrograde time? And what is your new relationship with power and feeling empowered or feeling disempowered? How are you removing obstacles so that you can move forward instinctually? I love that Cameron that all the obstacles to you moving forward in a way that feels authentic and aligned and true for you, that like instinctual movement, what obstacles are you removing for that movement? And then on October 9th, the full moon in Aries conjunct Chiron. This is this theme of rejection, how you feel rejected, how you feel rejectable. All those things are up, but also it's going to be up for the people in your life. So I love this question so much. How am I of service to people who feel rejected? Like, how do I respond to them feeling rejected either by me or by something unrelated to me? But how do I like hold that? 
that's a great indicator for how you hold it for yourself. If you can see how you hold it or don't hold it for other people, does it trigger you? Does it make you like feel defensive? You know, what, what things come up, but that's also how you're holding space for yourself. So great opportunity there. Remember that the story isn't necessarily the truth. Where did the wound happen? You may or may not have awareness of that. And our adrenal glands are are in focus on this day. So you gave us the great practice of hands behind the head, eyes, right and left. And can you allow that to really calm your nervous system, your vagus nerve and uh, get you out of fight or flight, which what I find about fight or flight is that most of the time we don't know we're in it until we have the contrast of being out of it. And then it's like, oh, wow, I was really wound up. Like I was, which is just what happened to me right in that very moment for all of you to witness. (laughs) Um, So Cameron, thank you so much. It's so helpful. I love it. This is great. Yeah. Yeah. Anything about my like summary that you need to correct or that you'd want to add or change? No, that was a beautiful synopsis. That was amazing. Yeah. Okay, good. Awesome. Okay, so if you love Cameron and you love his astrology, make sure you're on the wait list for our new reading service, Astrologer Connect. Cameron is one of the many amazing astrologers we have working on that platform. It's going to open up to to a select group of people, but a select group of people that anybody can be a part of because it's free. And it'll be that anyone who signs up for our forecast, our 2023 forecast that's happening in December, anyone who signs up for that is going to have the opportunity to be a part of our next pilot test of Astrologer Connect. So that registration is going to be open soon. But in the meantime, you can get on the wait list for Astrologer Connect to make sure that you know everything that's happening about that reading platform. That's at astrologyhub.com slash connect. That'll be where you can find astrologers like Cameron and Gemini Brett and Michelle Dench and Andrea Michelle and all these amazing astrologers that you meet here on the weekly weather and book readings with them or get instant readings with them. So when you have a question that just pops up in your life and you're like, God, I'd love to run this by an astrologer, Astrologer Connect is going to make that really easy for you to do. So again, it's totally free to get on the wait list and we'll make sure that you know all the ins and outs of when that's available to you. Cameron, thank you so much for being here with us. It's been such a pleasure. I always love learning from you and just thank you for your generous contribution of time and energy and wisdom and perspective. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, always appreciate it. Much love. And so great to be here with all of you. Thank you for being a part of our community. Thank you for making astrology a part of your life. We will catch you on the next episode. Take care, everybody. Have a great week. This podcast is presented by Astrology Hub. You can learn more and find all of our shows at astrologyhub.com slash podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and hit subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you can stay up to date on the latest episodes and help more people find the wisdom of astrology. Thank you for taking the time to do this now. Thank you for being a part of our community and for making astrology a part of your life.